The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. The Ion College Basketball Podcast is presented by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. A sub above. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, please do that while you're here. Okay, let's get into it. Per tradition, at least I'm told it's a tradition. I, I don't you, don't you don't remember. I don't recall. But like per tradition, I'm told, uh, we're going to spend this episode laying out uh, how we believe the 2023 NCAA tournament will unfold. Will we be right? Nope, nope, but neither will you. And either way, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> exercise of, of mostly hypotheticals. Deadleg, we will start in the South Regional where Alabama is the number one overall seed in this NCAA tournament. But before we get started, it's trivia time. Right off the top? It's a right off the top trivia time. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Question. Alabama is the number one overall seed in this NCAA tournament. Who is the yes. last Number one overall seed to actually win the national championship. This is, I tweeted this out. Um, Damn it. I should have. Yeah, I tweeted it out. I Hold can't on. believe I stopped following you on Twitter. I'm not even going to bring up the recent champs here. Uh, last number one overall seed, I think, is Louisville unofficially since that was taken off. Am I right? Yes. Louisville in 2013 is your last number one overall seed to win the national championship. Um, just uh, some. Background on this, Gonzaga last season was the number one overall seed, lost in the Sweet 16 before that. Gonzaga, also the number one overall seed, yep. uh, lost in the national championship game, didn't have a tournament in 2020, dumbest pandemic of our lifetime. 2019, Duke, number one overall seed, lost in the Elite Eight. Before that, it was Virginia. Before that, Villanova. Then Kansas, Kentucky, Florida, all of them, number one overall seeds. None of them won national championships. So Alabama is trying to do something that hasn't been done since 2013, and that is be uh, the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament who goes on to actually win the NCAA tournament. Now, 
trivia time. Oh, you got a reverse trivia time. Mm-hmm. Alabama go. is a number one overall seed in the first year where it has ever been a one seed period. Last school to do that was. Yeah, he's like looking at the teams. Last Which, team. To when do- was the last time a team got a one seed for the first time in school history, and it coincided with being the number one overall seed? I'm going to say that was Florida in 2014. Bingo, bango. That is the answer. Bingo, bango. So um, we decided to continue the final four and one. And I thought it would be uh, we're going to continue it through this postseason. I think we're going to do three more rounds of it, maybe before the uh, round of 64. That's now before the Sweet 16 and then before the the final four uh, to give Norlander a, a chance, a, an opportunity to, to surmount me. Not a, can you can you call up the record real quick? Have I been surmounted yet? You guys are still tied, surprisingly. <laughs> He's been side-mounted. But not yeah. surmounted. You've been side-mounted. There were rumors in the streets that I had been surmounted. But th- that that appears to be that appears to be untrue. You side-mount before you sur- surmount. That doesn't get talked about enough. You got to side-mount first. Those of us who are insurmountable are never surmounted. <laughs> we'll see how this goes for you. I find myself to be insurmountable. Lately, I've been feeling insurmountable. You know, we record these for posterity, right? And I have a lot of time on my hands in between, like, the round of 32 and round of, like, there, this may end up being. Not as much a- as you think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, send me some of that spare time you got. <laughs> I'd like a little bit of that. I'll take any of it. <laughs> if you got some extra spare time to throw around, pitch it over oh here. Gosh. So I have picked. Four final four in one games to get us started. I just thought it'd be better to get to that before we get through the bracket. Otherwise, like we'd spoil. Everybody would know who we were going to take. So with that in mind, it's your first postseason final four and one. Game one, Thursday. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh, the music. Thursday, 9.55 p.m. Eastern. It's Texas A&M and Penn State inside Jason Momoa Arena in Des Moines, Iowa. Aquaman was raised in Des Moines, Iowa, just just out just on the outskirts. Learn that this morning. You can watch it on TBS. Texas A&M. It's minus three and a half. I, I, I'm going to answer this, but for I'm going to abide by the Google document. So this is a really good game, and we're going to pick this game. But first, Nada, do what you got to do. Oh boy. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Real smooth, dead leg. You had the break before we picked the games. I didn't want. I didn't know if you had changed it, but in the Google Doc it said the break was there. So I, know, I didn't. But I didn't think the final four and one would take two and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, it was in the doc. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, side mounted. I am gonna go 
just kidding. All right, I'm going to go with Penn State here. Um, Penn State straight up. Penn State to cover the with uh, with Jalen Pickett, who listen, we got a little more time to go before we file our All American teams at CBS Sports. We don't do that until after the Elite Eight and before the Final Four. Jalen Pickett, right now. I think I'd strongly consider him for second team All American status. He's been tremendous this season. AM has been very good. AM uh, potentially underseeded, certainly playing better than a seven seed. I'd say maybe Penn State's playing better than a 10 right now. So a seven, 10 in name only smells like a, feels like a five, eight, the rare five, eight first round matchup. How you like me? I will go Penn State to win and cover. Texas AM undeniably underseeded. For the past two and a half months, according to Bart Torvik.com, been performing like a top 10 team in America. You've been and sorting some data? I bet, that's all I do. It's all I do is sit around with not a spare time and sort data. We got in like four sort the data hits on HQ yesterday. <laughs> I wish I'd have never taught you how to do that because now you're Are going. Are you kidding me right now? You're going straight you on. You know how to, how to filter out the winds above bubble over at Torvik. You, you haven't learned that, have you? That's not something I need to know. You you've been on the tourney cast page. That's not something not I'm messing around. Yeah, yeah, you're on the outskirts right now. Once you really how much, start how much spare data? time you think I got? Okay, sorting data is vital. If you sort data over at bartorvid.com, you're going to find out Texas A&M has been a top ten team in America for two and a half months. I'll take the Aggies. Lay the three and a half points. Game two Friday, one p.m. Eastern. VCU St. Mary's inside Martha Quinn Arena in Albany. You can watch it on TBS. St. Mary's minus four. Just realized I don't have an, I don't have a court name for my game, for my game. I got to get there quick. Someone give me something special about Des Moines. I don't I don't have a I don't have a oh. notable thing right now. Uh, it's been oh I got I got you I got you Jason but Momoa you, you, Jason that's, Momoa that's, that's the arena name I need I need a court name. Drop it in drop it in the uh, drop it in the chat and I'll use it here. I'm gonna be at this game up in Albany. Oh, man, Albany. By the way, Albany, it's the best site. It's got the best. All, nothing but 412s, 513s, potential upsets galore. This is the one game. I'm not going to shift off at GP, but this is the one game that I have wanted to change my pick the most. I have St. Mary's. I'm not shifting off it. I'm going to go Gales to win, but since they're both, I mean, these are two top 15 defensive teams in the country. I will say the Rams keep it close. And I got a nugget on each of these teams. When we pick our first round stuff, I'll give you a little one-liner about each team. I'm saving that for the for the tour through the bracket. Give me the Rams to cover Randy Benton, those Gales to win. I will also take VCU to cover plus the four uh, outright A-10 champs, A-10 tournament champs. Didn't have an at-large resume, but that's a team that's won like 27 games. I mean, they've won a lot. This season, and I know the A-10 was down, but if you're still the outright champion of that league, there's some substance to you. It, it, really nice defense, creates turnovers, um, you know, it, 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 all of the stuff that that we've come to know VCU's program to represent is evident with this team. And I'll not only take VCU plus the four, I'll take VCU to, to win the game. I think VCU beats St. Mary's, a possible computer tricker situation. Game three, oh. Friday, I'm just wondering. I'm not. That's the, that's the origin of the computer tricker, by the way, was you, I'm just, you th- if you don't remember what we used to do, this will trigger your memory. We're pre we're doing the mega preview two years ago. You're looking at every game, every matchup, and suddenly you're like, Colorado, what the hell is going on? Computer trickers. Then what happened? 
They beat Georgetown by 90. They beat Georgetown by 9,000 points. That was a low point. That was a low point in the mega preview podcast. In the, in the history of mega preview podcast, that was a low point. But, but that's why I don't, that's why I don't lay, directly label computer trickers anymore. I just wonder about them. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Is, You're just asking I'm just, questions. I'm just asking questions. All I'm doing is asking questions. It's a so possible computer. It's a hey, sue me for asking questions. It's a computer tricker situation. People do get sued for asking questions, by the way. So I should be careful. But I'm just asking questions. All right. Is it a situation? It could be. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I've never pretended to have all the answers, but I will take VCU plus the four, win the game outright. Up. Game three Friday, 725 p.m. Eastern, Miami and Drake inside Martha Quinn Arena in Albany. You can watch that one on TBS. Miami minus two and a half. I love that you picked this game. Does this feel too trendy to you? Drake? Drake feel a little too hot as an upset pick? Which 12 over five do you think is the trendiest? Drake, Charleston over San Diego State, Oral Roberts over Duke or VC over St. Mary's. They all feel pretty close. I think Drake Drake over Miami is probably the trendiest, but but it's because I set the trend. I started this. I'm going Miami. Nobody picked Drake until I did. That's true. Uh, Yeah, I will go. I'll go Miami. Miami has been a quality team all season long. Didn't win the ACC tournament. Was the one seed in a down ACC. Drake's a good team. Tucker DeVries could wind up. Tucker DeVries could show up and and trust me, Miami's got dudes all over the floor, but maybe Tucker shows up and is the best player on the floor. I don't think that's out of the question, but I I like Miami and this one. Something tells me uh, we might get a good first half. Miami gets a little separation. Second half, we look up and it's it's Canes by nine. So the U to win and cover. Drake, of course, first university ever named after a hip hop star. Now in this NCAA tournament, father son duo, we've had other is great. Is he going to play? Son. Is he is, is Drake going to play in this game? Drake is not at least right. If you're if you're if you're Drake, not Drake, but Drake, not the school, if not the man, but the school, you just give him a call. Let him do layup line. He did it with Kentucky like seven years ago. What if there's a what if there's a picture on social media that pops up later on Wednesday and it's Drake in the in the. <laughs> Where was Drake in the video room watching watching tape like in full on Kentucky? Yes, it's outrageous. What if, what if we they if I was Drake's social media manager, I would be doing I would be photoshopping Drake into every single possible team thing leading up to the tournament. Why not? Just I'm not even kidding. I assume it's it's not allowable. Whatever, I don't care. Put him out there and lay up lines. Are you kidding me? Get it done. Drake, tell me he there. wouldn't do that. You're telling me Drake would not make sure he got to Albany and was and is. Decked out in Drake gear? You're telling me he wouldn't do that? Uh Uh-uh. Make it happen. If you told Drake he could be Drake's sixth man on Friday, he would would fly that owl plane. He would jump in that owl plane, and he would land in Albany, and he couldn't get to Martha Quinn Arena fast enough. He would love to do it, but I, I, I consider it unlikely. Drake, past month, top 25 team since March 1st, top 10 team. Oh, by the way, at least one 12 seed has defeated a number five seed in 32 of the past 37 NCAA tournaments. Drake will be the team that does it this season. Norchad O'Meara, 
Status unclear. So Miami could be shorthanded. I think Drake wins the game. I'll take the two and a half points. Game four, Friday, 9.20 p.m. Eastern. Memphis, Florida Atlantic, inside Greg Oden Arena in Columbus. You can watch it on TNT. Tigers minus two. Just a phenomenal game. I love this matchup so much. Last year, I told you, Murray State, San Francisco would be the best first-round game. That wound up happening. This feels like it will be the best first-round game. Um, Two really experienced, really old teams. Uh, Memphis will have a good contingent. It would normally anyway, but this is... Well, you tell me. That's drivable, right? I mean, is it... What is that? Seven hours? Memphis to Columbus? Anything in the continental United States is drivable. That's Um, true. I've That's never true. made that drive. I've never made that drive. All right, let's um, do it. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Let's guess the over. I'm going to say six hours, 14 minutes from Memphis to Columbus, Ohio. What's your guess? I'm going to say it's more than seven hours. Okay. You've got a better sense of, uh, of that area here. All right, here we go. Columbus, here goes Memphis, Bluff City. You're saying more than seven. I said 620. Well, it's 844 from my house. Well, it seems like you're going to be right. 852 I got right now on the old Google Maps. Man, Tennessee's a bear. Yeah, you're, you're, you're driving through Louisville. I was I was way off. You know, that one's on me. Still drivable, though, as long as you have a car. You know, it's drivable. You're going to need a vehicle and some fuel. There's going to be hundreds of Memphis fans, I assume, that make that drive. I got to believe. As long as the weather's okay. Weather okay down you down there by you, man? We got, I, you know, I, hadn't, been, I hadn't been outside today yet, but, um, you know, it's a little I mean, chilly. You, you have windows? Like, is, are you, you I do have windows. Rain? You good? You good? No snow, no rain. Okay. But I haven't looked out the windows. I own them, though. I do own windows, but I haven't looked out them. Okay. I don't want to see out that there in that world until for, I have to. Too long. I don't want to have to see the world until I have to, you know? I'm going to go with... FAU here. This is about as tight for me as St. Mary's VCU. Either winner is going to have a good chance against Purdue, provided Purdue gets through its game, which it should. Uh, but I will go with with the Owls, not just because it has the gaudy record. Florida Atlantic has found numerous ways to win. High scoring, low scoring, uh, fast, slow, tight or not tight, big margins. Man, what a game. I will, yeah, I'm going to go with Dusty Mays crew and... Uh, CUSA has done well recently in the tournament in the first round. I think they keep this up. And as said on the previous podcast, we both believe these teams should be seeded better than they are. So this is an 8-9 game in, an eight, nine game in name only. Feels to me like a, this is like a 6-7. First ever 6-7 first round matchup. You heard it here on the pod first. My favorite thing is when people say things like, uh, like that. And then yeah. when, they, they, when we watch a game. It could just be any game, and it's all. It always feels like an elite eight matchup. This feels like an elite eight matchup. I love I it when we, I love it when something feels like an elite eight matchup. I know. <laughs> people, people love be watching that. a game in in November. in Sioux Falls, and it'd be like this yeah. feels like an elite eight matchup. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it feels like a game in Sioux Falls. I love Sioux Falls. Like, what are we talking about? But it doesn't. It, no, it doesn't. I'd love to see the the. Number of times something actually feels like an Elite Eight matchup relative to the number of times people say, ooh, this feels like, ooh, this reminds me of an Elite Eight matchup. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. You're being disrespectful to Kendrick Davis. My man came out and said he wants to be remembered as a Memphis legend like Penny Hardaway and Keith Lee and Larry Finch. 
You think you think you can be a Memphis legend losing to Florida Atlantic in the round of sixty four? Can 64? you be a Memphis legend legend beating Florida Atlantic? I think I think that's how you get on your that's how you get on a path to being okay, a Memphis legend. Okay. You have to be you have to get on the path. Getting past Florida Atlantic is how you get on the path. Dunking on Zach Eady is how you become a Memphis legend. I'll take the Tigers minus two. And I one. I got to live here for crying out loud. What, what do you think I'm going to do? Come on here and pick okay. the owls. <laughs> I got to live here. All right. And one. I own windows just to clear Thursday, that up. Thursday, 725 Eastern TBS. This line is fascinating. This is, uh, listen, Chunk in the chat said, I used to play esports for the Des Moines Damage. So go Des Moines Damage Court. That's not a bad one, but I'm actually going to go with this. This is a good. Adam Cole says, Kurt Warner Court, because I will play for the Barnstormers. We'll, we'll do that. On Kurt Warner Court. Okay. 725 Eastern Thursday. It's second seeded Texas against 15th seeded Colgate. Colgate's the best three point shooting team in the field. The line feels like Trap City. Texas minus 13.5. Who you got? I'm going to take the toothpaste. Okay. Last night we watched the worst three point shooting team in America miss a three at the buzzer. <laughs> Mississippi State's ended its season shooting 26% from three and in its final game shot 26% from three and missed a three in the final 10 seconds. It's a tough stuff. It's tough. Colgate. Colgate's on the other end of this. I think Texas wins the game, but I'll trust the toothpaste to, to, to stay within that number. Before we get to our region by region, I'm going to give up my Colgate Texas Nuggets right now. How about this? Texas 1 and 11 against the spread in his past nine NCAA tournament appearances. Colgate. Three of its five losses in the tournament are by single digits. That's begging you to take Colgate to cover. I'm going to do it, but I feel I can just feel the trap door coming out from under my feet right now. I'll take Texas. Let's do these regions, buddy. We're going to start with the South Regional. If you're looking at a bracket, that's your top left corner. Norlander, I'm going to let you go first. Tell me how you think the South Regional unfolds, and then I'll tell you how it's actually going to unfold. All right. South region overall. Uh, Alabama's number one overall seed. Um, how about this for Bama? Big picture. Only one team's ever won it all, but by never getting to a final four prior to getting to its first one. I'll say that again. Only one team has, ne- has ever won it all, despite never making a final four before that. So UConn did it in 99. If Alabama, which is the number one overall seed, is going to do it, it's going to be, going to be the second team ever to uh, to do that. I think it's got a fair chance. Um, let me just run down these these matchups real quick here. West Virginia, Maryland. Huggins looking for his 20th win in the first round. Terps have won 14 of their past 15 first-round games going back to 97. Then you got Charleston, San Diego State. Charleston's the second CAA team ever to win 30 games in a season. The other one is Navy with David Robinson. San Diego State has the eighth-best winning percentage in the country since Dutcher took over in 2017 but they've yet to win a tournament game. We'll see if they can do that. Furman, Virginia. First tournament appearance for Furman since 80. It's the only win came in 74. Furman has the longest drought of a, of a team with the tournament win in the tournament. Virginia's ranked outside the ter- top 30 at Ken Palm for the third time in four years. Oh, by the way, Creighton. Blue Jays are 5-0 and trade Alexander goes for 20 or more points. Keep that in mind. NC State has not won a tournament game since 2015. Baylor and US- UCSB. Baylor had the best offense and the worst defense in the Big 12. I don't think that'll be a factor in this one, but I think it will show up and be a problem for the Bears at some point in this bracket. Cal Santa Barbara, the only other time they won a tournament game was 1990. Utah State and Missouri. Uh, this is Utah State. How about this? Sneaky. 
23rd all-time appearance in the NCAA tournament for Utah State. Last won a game in 2001. And Missouri this season, 8-0 in games decided by five points or fewer. That is the best record of any team in the tournament. Bottom game in this bracket is Arizona-Princeton. Arizona, it's their 15th time as a top-two seed in the tournament. And Tommy Lloyd's got 61 wins in his first two seasons. That is the all-time record. Princeton is going to travel nearly 2,500 miles. Has the longest trip of any team in the first round. Those are your nuggets on the first-round matchups here. Um, Here's how I'm picking it. I'm going Bama to play West Virginia. I'm going to have San Diego State beating Charleston. I know Charleston's a bit trendy. I've got Furman for man. I've got Furman over uh, Virginia there. I'm going Creighton, Baylor, Utah State over Missouri. But I will say if Missouri wins and we get Missouri to Arizona, first one to 88 wins. I'll have Bama in the Sweet 16. I will have the Aztecs in the Sweet 16. I will have Creighton to upset Baylor in the second round, doing so because I think Creighton's defense is simply going to show up and that being a major difference because Baylor obviously can score with Creighton up and down the floor for 40 minutes, but I will go the Jays in that instance and then I'll have Arizona getting past Utah State and then I'll have Bama getting past San Diego State, although I do think that is a game where we could... That has heavy, heavy 64-62 uh, vibes, you know, with with four minutes to go, we'll we'll see on that. And then I'll have another upset: Creighton over Zona, and then I've got Creighton over Alabama coming out of the South, winning that regional final in Louisville. Um, there has been a five seed or worse make the Final Four every year since 2013. So if you are doing your bracket right now and you just feel like oh, ones and twos, maybe a three, I'm just telling you. I mean, the pattern's going to end eventually, but it hasn't. We're going on a decade here that a five-seater or worse, at least one, has cracked through to the Final Four. My pick this year is Creighton to do it as a six out of the South. What about you? I do not have Creighton doing it this year, but I do have Creighton in the Elite Eight. I'll walk you through it real quickly. Alabama um, advances. That goes without saying, unless you think Alabama's about to become the second number one seed ever to lose to a 16. I've got Maryland over West Virginia. I don't feel strongly about that. I, I hate... Not hate. Hate's the wrong word. Hate's not the word I would use. But I am often bored by like eight, nine games between two power five programs. It's like two this is whatever. A fairly boring, this is a fairly boring eight, nine game. Yeah. Like I would rather, I would always rather, and I know like, hey, the bracket is what the bracket is. I got it. But I would always rather see an eight, nine between power conference and somebody from outside of the traditional power structure, rather than two schools that finished in whatever place in some uh, power five league, but whatever Maryland over West Virginia, Uh, I've got San Diego state beating Charleston. Um, I I think that, I think the Aztecs were, were underseeded, you know, not by any dramatic, uh, degree, but but a little. This is a team that has been operating at a high level for a while. Uh, Mountain West Conference outright champs, Mountain West Conference tournament champs. Charleston still to this day has not beaten a team like San Diego State all season long. They didn't have many opportunities. I got gotcha, you, but they haven't. I, I, I don't think Charleston has a win over a team in the field at all. Zero quadrant one wins. I know that to be true. I'll take San Diego State to get past Charleston. I got Virginia over Furman, but, you know, Virginia, based on pace of play and 
They're not elite defensively. They're not very good offensively. They're missing a rotation player for the season now. Um, they could obviously get caught there, but I think Tony Bennett will figure out a way to 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 win at least one game in this tournament. I do have Creighton over NC State, Baylor over UC Santa Barbara, Missouri over Utah State, Arizona getting past Princeton. So now uh, I'm in the round of 32. I got Alabama getting past Maryland. I don't think they'll have any issues there. I got San Diego State over Virginia. I think San Diego State, frankly, even though the um, the uh, higher-seeded team, worst-seeded team, I think San Diego State's better than Virginia. Uh, I think San Diego State gets past Virginia. I've got Creighton getting past Baylor. Baylor limped into Boy. this NCAA tournament. They haven't been playing very well. So I'll take Creighton over Baylor. I'll take Arizona over Missouri, ending uh, Dennis Gates' phenomenal first year at Mizzou. Then I've got Alabama over San Diego State in the Sweet 16. I've got Creighton over Arizona, and then I have Alabama beating Creighton in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. But as you know, since Ryan Kalkbrenner's been back, Creighton uh, has been playing like a top-ten team in the country. So that's a that, that that's a smart pick. Like, if you're looking for a uh, – a team seeded outside of the ones or the twos or the threes that actually like there's some data to support it going to the final four. Creighton's a good place to look, but I, I got Alabama uh, representing the South regional. All right. Let's see. You want to move to the East? I do want to move to the East. It would cut right, down on a lot uh, of travel time if I did, you know, that is, that's, that's also true. Listen, you got to move right around the, right around the block from the broadcast center. Like me, come join me, you know, Hudson market. I'm going to move into the Hudson market. There you go. There you go. The East region is going to be played in Columbus, Orlando, Greensboro um, to both Columbus sites are here. A little quick, a uh, little quick tour here through the, uh, through the first round matchups for you. I give you this in the bracket of your mind. This is the bottom left overall. Okay. So you've got Purdue. Uh, it's the fourth time as a one seed first since 96. How about this stat? Opponents have taken Taken 379 foul shots. Purdue has made 521. Purdue has made 521. Teams have shot 379 from the foul line. When Painter wins uh, against the 16 seed, which is expected, he will pass Gene Cady for most tournament wins in school history. Memphis FAU. Uh, Memphis has the highest scoring duo in the tournament. Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams are combining for 39.9 points per game. FAU, this is its second appearance ever. Other one was 2002. Uh, CUSA last had a single-digit seed in 2013. It was Memphis uh, FAU right now is nine and one in games decided by five points or fewer. Oral Roberts will play Duke in Orlando. Duke, uh, how about this? Three of the past four teams to win the ACC tournament lost their first round tournament game. Duke hasn't been seeded this low since 2007. It lost that year to uh, VCU. Oral Roberts has one loss since November 22nd. Also has a seven foot five dude named Connor Vanover who played last year at Arkansas. Arkansas Dirk. That is correct. Oral Roberts shoots 29 threes per game and has scored 90 or more 11 times this season. Tennessee, Louisiana. Uh, Tennessee is the only team to lose to a worse seed in each of his last four NCAA tournament appearances. Rick Barnes is 25 and 26 all-time in the tournament. He's the only head coach in tournament history with 40 or more games coached and a sub-500 record. Louisiana, last one in the tournament in 93. It was a 13 then, too. It beat Oklahoma. Your name to know is Jordan Brown. He averages 19.3 points and 8.7 boards. He's a good player. Kentucky Providence. Kentucky has the most tournament appearances ever. This is its 61st time in the big dance. It has 131 victories. UK is 1-3 and three on neutral floors this season. For Providence, Ed Cooley, whose name is attached to the Georgetown job, we'll see what happens there. This is his 7th NCAA tournament in 11 years in which we have held one, 7 and 12 years overall. 
Bryce Hopkins, revenge game. He averages 16 and eight and a half uh, overall. He played for Kentucky last year and averaged like two points. K-State, Montana State. Jerome Tang is one of 10 coaches making his NCAA tournament debut as a head coach in this tournament. Kansas State turns it over 14.3 times per game. That's third most among tournament teams. Montana State, the big sky, hasn't won a tournament game since 06. Montana State makes nearly 18 foul shots per game. That's second in this tournament to Texas A&M. Michigan State, USC. Izzo's been to 25 straight tournaments. That is an all-time record for any NCAA coach on the men's side. Uh, Bill Self is right behind him at 24. And then on USC side, Boogie Ellis, your homie, averaging 24.7 points and shooting 46% from three in the last six games. Last game in this region, Marquette, Vermont. Uh, Marquette's never been as good as a two until this year. Shaka, though, is 0-6 at his past three schools in his last six tournament games. Looking to end that streak, Marquette as a program has not won a tournament game since 2013. And then Vermont has won 15 in a row. It's tied with North Carolina for the 16th best win percentage in all of college basketball since John Becker got there a decade or 12 years ago. Uh, UVM has had some good tournament moments. We'll see. That seems like a tough matchup there. Um, let me toss it back over to you before I'm, I'll go through my picks real, real quick here. But uh, why don't you go first? Who do you have winning these, uh, these first round matchups and coming out of the East? Okay, I've got uh, Purdue advancing to the round of 32 to play Memphis. I've got Memphis in a tight game over Florida Atlantic. What do you want me to do? Pick the Owls? I live here. Life's complicated enough, you know? I've got Memphis getting past Florida Atlantic, but that that should be a terrific game. It's probably my favorite first-round matchup. Duke over Oral Roberts. Duke has been playing um, like one of the top 10 teams in the country over the past month. Um, John Shire, whatever corner he needed to turn, he he got it turned. They've won nine straight games. Filipowski's terrific. Jeremy Roach has been mostly terrific. Derek Lively starting to give them some meaningful minutes. Um, I, I've got Duke, no problem, uh, in the uh, round of 64 against Oral Roberts. Tennessee past Louisiana. I've got Kentucky getting past Providence. And all the uh, Ed Cooley talk um, has got to be a distraction on how could on, it not? How could it not? And the thing that would concern me most, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. I want to get back to the bracket. But the thing that would concern me most if I'm a Providence fan is, I don't know if you saw the quote, John Fanta tweeted it from one of his sources, um, said that Georgetown knows who it's hiring. Yeah, like they told me that about 12 hours before he tweeted it because I saw him at the Big East tournament. I was like, oh, wow, he really just tweeted what he told me. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, if that, you know, I, I'll trust John. And if that is true, then that would concern me because all of the, the, the conversation, or at least a lot of the conversation is connected to Ed Cooley. And then you combine it with Georgetown, um, according to John, knowing who it's going to hire, that would concern me if I were a, a Providence fan. Obviously, um, you know, you could change your mind at the last minute. You can change your mind after the introductory press conference. That's done, been done before. Yeah. And uh, I, I think if you listen to this podcast enough, you know, I am not in the business of telling other men or women what they should do with their careers. Um, I used to think I could. I used to think I was equipped to do that. But then I realized, um, you know, we, we are all motivated by different things. And what matters to me might not matter to somebody else and vice versa. So Ed Cooley can do whatever he wants. And I'll wish him the best. But on some level, it's got to this ain't just about leaving Providence. This is about leaving home. And um, that, that that's that's a big thing to do. It doesn't mean it can't be done or won't be done. 
but that certainly complicates the decision. It, it, it would complicate the decision making process for most people. And I think that probably complicates it for Ed uh, a, a little bit as well. Um, either way, I'll take Kentucky over Providence, but I'm interested in the in the Bryce Hopkins against Kentucky storyline. That'll be a fun first round game. I've got Kansas State over Montana State, USC, my little homie Boogie getting past Michigan State, and then I've got Marquette past Vermont. I do have Purdue getting past Memphis, but Memphis has played four games against number one seeds, and they won one of them. That was this past Sunday against Houston. The other two games against Houston, single-digit games. One of them was lost at the buzzer. And then they played Alabama this season, too, in Tuscaloosa, Coleman Coliseum, three-point game. DeAndre Williams, Kendrick Davis, two terrific college basketball players. Kendrick Davis is exactly the kind of little guard who could, you know, take a team on a deep run into the NCAA tournament. I think Memphis's run ends in a game with Purdue, but man, that's a tough for a second round matchup for Matt Painter for Zach Eady um, to, to have to play a team that they're not going to blink when they see you. Uh, they're, they're not they're not intimidated by you. They're not overwhelmed by you. They think they're good enough to beat you. Uh, Memphis would be the underdog, but but those players, trust me, they'll go into that thinking they can win. Either way, I've got Purdue getting past Memphis. I, I've got Duke getting past Tennessee. I just think there's the Zakai Ziegler injury season ending is a thing that is uh, going to cut short Tennessee's tournament run relative to where it might have been otherwise. I've got uh, Kansas State getting past Kentucky. Jerome Tang into the Sweet 16 in year one as KSU's coach. And then I've got Marquette past USC going back up. I've got Purdue over Duke, but, man, I struggled with this one. I think Duke mm-hmm. has been playing better than Purdue lately. And I say that as somebody who knows Purdue just won the Big Ten tournament after winning the outright Big Ten uh, regular season title. But Duke has been operating at an extremely high level. That's going to be a, a, a terrific game if we get there. I'm taking Purdue, but I don't feel strongly about it. And then I'm taking Kansas State past Marquette. Shaka has done an incredible job. Um, obviously, they're good enough. We did a thing on CBS Sports HQ yesterday, contender or pretender. We both said Marquette is a, is a contender to go to the Final Four. I believe that. But, uh, uh, you know, when you're doing a bracket, you got to somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. I'll take Kansas State into the Elite Eight past Marquette. And then I've got Purdue past Kansas State. I've got Matt Painter in the Final Four for the first time in his career. Purdue in the Final Four for the first time since 1980. All right, here are my picks. I got Purdue moving on, FAU. I've got Oral Roberts over Duke. I got that 12 over 5, and part of it is because Oral Roberts is such a good shooting team. I mean, it ranks top 10 in two-point percentage, really good from three, takes a ton of threes, super reliable on offense. Now, it is it is going to get beat on the boards. That's undeniable, but... They've got enough, and I mean, one loss since November 22nd. Um, it's, I think it's on the table. You had mentioned you didn't know if Charleston had a win against the field. It does. It beat Kent State. I don't believe Oral Roberts has a win against the field. That's No, that's incorrect. They beat Texas Southern. So, in fact, if you want to know my annual stats and info and nuggets post, we post it every Wednesday before the tournament. That's going to go up later today. It's got just... A bountiful, uh, it's a cornucopia of, of statistics there, and, and that kind of stuff is, is in there. So I will go Oral Roberts. I've got Tennessee not having an issue with Louisiana. Give me Kentucky over Providence, and I like Kentucky strong in that game. I'll take Kansas State, but I do like Montana State to cover as an aside in that one. I'll go Sparty over USC. Feels like everyone's going to take Michigan State. So that there are these games every year. That feels like uh, like a 
like a USC win, even though I'm taking MSU, because I just haven't seen or heard about a lot of people taking the Trojans in that one. And I will go Marquette over Vermont. Purdue gets past FAU to get to the Sweet 16. If that is Memphis, I am really thinking long and hard about it. But I'm going to say FAU wins against Memphis and then loses to Purdue. I have Oral Roberts upsetting Tennessee. I have Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16 for the second time in three years. This is appreciably a better team than that than the one that got to the Sweet 16 two years ago. So why the hell not? Because of the again, because of the offense, Tennessee. That sounds I mean, like Tennessee, a shot at Kevin O'Banner. It sounds like you just took a shot at Kevin O'Banner. I did. I did. Um, longstanding feud between me and O'Banner. But why not? I mean, we're going to have, again, we, we get multiple double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16 almost every single year since the field expanded. That data point is also in my stats and, and things to know story, so so look out for that. But yeah, so I will go Oral Roberts, twelve the 12, to get to the Sweet 16, bottom half of the bracket. I'm taking Kentucky over K-State. That feels a little bit trendy. So actually, I think, GP, you've got a good value play. Uh, as good of a value play as you could ask for for a three seed to get to the regional final. I just don't feel like a lot of people are taking K-State there. I've got Marquette getting past Michigan State, although I will note Tom Izzo has a great record, not a flawless record. He lost last year in the same spot as a seven to second seed Duke, but on a two-day turnaround, Tom Izzo has a wonderful winning percentage. That being said, I will have Purdue beating Oral Roberts in the regional semis. That's going to be in New York City. I'll be there. And then I will take Marquette to get past Kentucky. This is my only one versus two regional final. Give me Purdue in the final four on the left side of the bracket. We've got to get to the Midwest and the West, but as Nada said in the private chat, I don't know if GP saw it. So I'm going to do it again. Two times at one show. We are going to get to the other two. Good luck. We are going to get to the other two regions. But first, check this out. Are we ready for the Midwest Regional? Let's go. Why don't you run us through your little nuggets? You like my nuggets? I do enjoy your nuggets. Thank you. I appreciate it. I put some, I put some time into the nuggets as I was studying last night for uh, studying and writing up, my, writing up my, uh, my stats and nuggets to know here. All right, Midwest. You've got Houston versus Northern Kentucky. This is the third tournament appearance for Northern Kentucky for a program that hasn't been D1 all but a decade. Houston, once you for the second time in program history, also did this in 83 40 years ago, Elijah Wan and Drexler. Auburn versus Iowa. That's going to happen in Birmingham. Auburn never lost a first-round game, 10-0 all-time. Fran McCaffrey has never made the Sweet 16. This is his 12th NCAA tournament appearance. Miami will play Drake. Miami has the most points per game by its starting five of any team in the field. Excuse me, third most. They have 65.7. 52.5 of those points come from the guards. Xavier has the most with 68.5 from its starting five. Drake. Enters the NCAA tournament 16-2 and two in his past 18 games, and it won all three Missouri Valley games by double digits to GP's point earlier. That is why it is such a trendy upset pick. Indiana-Kent State, I'll be at both of these games. Those are both in Albany on Friday, and that's the nightcap. It'll be Drake-Miami first and Indiana-Kent State. I believe those are TBS games. Indiana is 3-3 three and three coming into the NCAAs. The Hoosiers make 22.8 of their 28.5 field goals per game from inside the three-point arc. They just don't win by the three, and I wonder if that's what's going to ultimately pick them off in this game or down the road. Kent State, it's the second time they've been in the spot. A 13 seed playing against a four seed Indiana. The other time was 2001. Kent State won and made the Elite Eight. MAC teams have won their first round game in three of the past four tournaments. Kent State is from the MAC. Iowa State against Pitt is now the 6-11. Pitt got the win. And that was a hell of a first four game. I mean, the first four delivered on, on Tuesday night. We're obviously recording Wednesday morning. We'll see what the second day of the first four brings. Iowa State is allowing 62.8 points and forcing 16.6 turnovers for, per game. Pitt will have its hands full, but it just prepped for a Mississippi State team that plays similar to Iowa State. Maybe it's to Pitt's benefit, or maybe, gets, maybe Pitt gets worn down in the second half and Iowa State pulls away. 
Pitt has not won a tournament game or had not since 2014, finally got one. Um, Xavier versus Kennesaw State. Xavier has 27, 28 NCAA tournaments to its name, but no Final Fours. That is second all-time. BYU with 30 is the all-time leader. Kennesaw State. Hootie who? Bone! The only school making its first tournament appearance in this year's field. Remind the people what Bone stands for. Bone. Build? God, how did I forget? Build, organize. Build, organize. Come on. Nourish. There we go. Build, organize, nourish, electrify. Electrify. There we go. Hashtag bone. Hootie who? Shouts to outcast. Um, Penn State versus Texas A&M. That's going down in Des Moines. This is Penn State's first tournament appearance since 2011 and has not won a tournament game since 01. A&M. 21 wins against the spread this season. That is tied for the most entering the tournament of all D1 teams, and it makes 19.2 foul shots per game. Does AM? That's the most in the country or in the tournament, excuse me. And then Colgate versus Texas. I gave you, uh, I gave you my nuggets there. Um, Texas, although, has not made a Sweet 16, if you're curious, since 2008. Matt Langle, a prime candidate for Temple, but also. I think he's involved in Notre Dame, and I think if Micah Shrewsbury moves on, let's say Micah Shrewsbury gets Notre Dame, I think Penn State. So Matt Langle uh, feels like a 99% guy to move on after this tournament and go to a bigger job. That is the Midwest top right quadrant of the bracket. Pick it through, GP. Houston uh, past Northern Kentucky. I've got Iowa getting past Auburn to avoid that awkward situation that would be Houston playing Auburn in Birmingham, Alabama. I've got Drake, first university ever named after a hip-hop star. And will forever be that, although 21 Savage College is in the works, I'm told. Drake gets past Miami. In- Indiana gets past Kent State. Iowa State gets past Pitt. I've got Xavier over the Hootie Hoos. And Texas a over Penn State. We've been through that. I've got Texas getting past Colgate. So now we're back up to the top. I've got Houston getting past Iowa. I've got them playing Drake. I have Drake in the Sweet 16, Drake beating Indiana in the round of 32. I've got Xavier getting past Iowa State. I've got Texas A&M upsetting Texas in the round of 32. I've got the Aggies in the Sweet 16. Houston and Drake. I've got Houston eliminating Drake, uh, advancing to the Elite Eight. I've got Texas A&M over Xavier in the Midwest Regional Final. It is Houston over Texas A&M. Houston in the Final Four in Houston representing the Midwest. I need to atone for my outcast Master P mix-up. Hootie who, hootie who. Shouts to Master P. Here's who I have. I have Houston moving on. I've got Iowa over Auburn. About How about that Auburn stat? Never lost a first-round game? Interesting. Um, give me Miami comfortably, as we talked about. I have Kent State over Indiana. That is... That feels wicked trendy, and I'm always wary of that, but I will go Kent State. Kent State has played high-level teams in this field, Gonzaga, Houston, Charleston, and, and lost by a combined 14 points, I believe, and, and had Gonzaga two minutes to go. See if they can capture it. Sincere carry. If they can, they got to shut down either Trace or Huchifino. Easier said than done. At least one of those guys has to be shut down for them to have a chance. If they don't, I don't think they will have a chance. That being said, I've got them moving on. Give me Iowa State over Pitt, but as a reminder, we started the first four in 2011. Every year except one, a first four team has made it to at least the second round. 
feels like this might be it that Pitt could pull it off, but I will go. I will go. I assume the Sweet Sixteen last year when it was seed and even worse. I have X moving along past Hootie Who. I will take Penn State and Jalen Pickett as previously picked, and I've got Texas as previously picked over Colgate. Then I will have Houston moving along. I think Houston, no matter what's up with Sasser, and I would sit Sasser for the Northern Kentucky game. If he's at 90%, I'd still sit him. You don't need him. You're going to win. Make sure he's as good as possible for the long run. Don't chance aggravating the injury. I think Houston gets to the Sweet 16, and it doesn't have... It doesn't have a tough time. I think it wins both games by double digits. I will have Miami getting past Kent State Hurricanes into the second weekend for a second straight season. Jim Laranega, although he's plenty recognized for what he's done, I think the totality of his March performances over his career is maybe a little bit underrated. If they get to another Sweet 16, I think that comes more into focus and people perhaps give him more of his due. Bottom half of the Midwest, I will have Xavier over Iowa State. You want to talk about a super oil and water game. My goodness. Um, Xavier, by the way, coming off a season low. Marquette held Xavier to 51 points. It didn't seem possible that Xavier would fail to crack 60 in any kind of game there. So maybe the loss to Marquette will be a good thing for Xavier in prepping for Iowa State to know uh, that they needed to get it out of their system. We'll see. But I'll have X into the second weekend. And then I'm going to take Texas over Penn State. Um, There's going to be noise in this part of the bracket. I just can't seem to pick out where it's going to be. But I just it's, it's hard for me. I've got one, two, three, five in the Sweet 16. There's going to be some lower seed that breaks through. I just, I just can't pick it out of the weeds there. I'm going to have Houston beating Miami to get to the Elite Eight. And then I'm going to take Xavier over Texas. I think that's a fabulous potential Sweet 16 regional semi out there in Kansas City. Uh, and, and Texas is going to, uh, they're going to have no shortage of fans, but Xavier fans have been aching. I mean, they, they, were, they have ended their longest NCAA tournament drought in four plus decades. So they, all too eager to watch their Musketeers get there. And then I've got Houston over Xavier to get to Houston on, in the final four. So we agree with that. But yeah, I've got a one versus three on that end of it, which only leaves us with the West. How hard is your out here, GP? Because we got to get through this. I hope I'm not putting you in a tight spot here. I, I live in tight spots. I know. All right. Give me your West Nuggets. Uh, yeah, that's right. The West Nuggets. All right, here we go. Howard versus Kansas. Howard, first tournament appearance since losing to one-seated Kansas in 1992 in the first round. 167 was that. I outcome. have breaking a, news. Oh, what is it? Oh, I have breaking news. What is? Oh, gosh, is something happening right now? What? Let me let me make let me confirm it on my phone. Look at it. Your flight is now departing at 12:50 p.m. Central. We- I have a delayed flight. Oh, you got spare time. Give me all your nuggets and give them to me slowly. Give me all your time. nuggets. Oh. Give me all your West nuggets and give I them to you're me gonna slowly. Break a firing or something here. I got, right. I got, I got not a type spare time now. <laughs> give me your West nuggets and give them to me slowly. Okay, here we go. That's what I want to hear. Although I got HQ and not so long. So. Okay, now, now, I'm, now, now I'm you're the one for time. Wait, wait till you I'm see okay. how it's slowly, not coming up around the corner. Wait, wait till you see how slowly I go through my West picks. I'm gonna stretch it out okay. now. Uh, Kansas. It's the, uh, in the in the spirit of full transparency, we we needed to we needed to hard out at uh, eleven Eastern, ten Central, so I could properly make it to the airport on time. And so that's why we were kind of rushing through. We had a, a little bit of a late start, and that. But now I got so much free time. I would like to hear your West Nuggets slowly. Howard, first NCAA tournament appearance since losing to one seed Kansas. It was a 33-point defeat. Howard's going to keep it within 33 this time, GP? Uh, sure, why not? I don't care. I think so. 
I think so. Kansas, 51st tournament appearance, 33rd straight. That is a record. No school has ever made 33 straight except the Kansas Jayhawks. Bill Self has been to 22 straight tournaments as a four-seater better. Again, it's it's an, it's an outrage. Outrageous. Okay. That is ridiculous. 22 straight tournaments and you are coaching a four-seater better. Just let that sink in. Illinois versus Arkansas. You mentioned before that you don't like the two power eight nines. I get that. That being said, agree with me. This is one hell of a matchup because there's just so much unpredictability to it, GP. I stopped listening. What did you, what did you say? All right, never mind. Arkansas is one of two <laughs> teams to make the Elite Eight in each of the past two seasons. Trivia time. Who's the other one? Repeat the question. Uh, here we go. One of two teams to make the Elite Eight in each of the past two seasons is Arkansas. Who is the other team? Trivia time. Okay, just relax. I've got this. Just relax. Let me bring up. Yeah, don't. No, I'm not up. bringing up anything. Look at my little right. hands. Look at my little hands. They're right here. I'm not bringing up anything. Uh-oh. Who is the no. other team? I'm going to say the other team is Houston. You are going to say the right answer. Houston is the other team to make back-to-back Elite Eights the past two seasons. Arkansas is also the only team in the country in this tournament with two surefire first-round NBA picks and a top-30 defense. Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr. As for Illinois, it's 1-7 and seven against the spread in March the past two seasons, and it is 0-2 in its past two tournament games against the spread. It's in three straight tournaments, though, for the first time since 2007. Illinois fans are happy about that. It leads all tournament teams with 5.7 blocks per game. St. Mary's versus VCU. St. Mary's has the fifth best scoring defense in Division One, allowing teams 60.1 points per game. Logan Johnson is really the name to know. He leads the team in points, 14.7 per game, and assists and steals. Uh, he has scored 22.6 points in his past eight games. He's been on fire. Him and Aiden Mahaney, that's a great one, too. As for VCU, they got a similar dude to Logan, and that ace Baldwin leads the team in scoring passing and steals 12 and 12.7 points per game. Not a great number, but he does everything for them. He's six assists, two and a half, 2.2 steals. VCU has won nine straight. UConn, Iona, just like St. Mary's VCU, Albany. Can't wait. Uh, St. Mary's VCU is the first game. UConn, Iona is the bridge game. As we mentioned on the, uh, the preview episode with chip, that's like a four thirty tip. That'll bring you over to the nightcap. UConn has not won a tournament game since 2016 so it's in the midst of its longest drought as a program since the late 80s uh if it lost to iona it would become the first team since clemson from 08 to 2010 to lose in the first round versus double digit seeds in three straight tournaments trying to avoid that hurley's trying to get his first win as uconn's coach iona is one in 15 all time in the tournament although the one win was vacated in 80 um, so it officially has the most, from a record standpoint, the most tournament appearances without a win, but it did win one. Uh, this is Rick Pitino's 23rd NCAA tournament and will likely be his last one with Iona. TCU is going to play the play-in winner. Uh, on that note, Arizona State's playing Nevada. Uh, Desmond Cambridge Jr. and Warren Washington played at Nevada, so they're going up against their, their former school there. Uh, intriguing subplot there. And then Steve Alford is now the fourth head coach in men's D1 history to take five teams to the tournament. Joining, we did this before. Uh, Tubby Smith, Rick Patino. Lawn. Yep. Rick. And, and Patino. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, TCU is making back-to-back tournament appearances for only the second time ever. The first time happened in 52-53. Has won two tournament games, TCU, as a program since 1970 and has never made the Sweet 16. 
Uh, Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. Gonzaga has the most consecutive Sweet 16 appearances active right now at seven. The all-time record, if you carry it, because that's an often cited stat, the all-time record is Carolina. Did it from 81 to 93. It went to 13 straight Sweet 16s, which is incredible. Dean Smith, kind of a good coach. Duke went to nine straight from 98 to 06. And Duke also went to seven straight from 86 to 92. So Gonzaga will move into sole third place if it gets to the Sweet 16 this year. Gonzaga also has the most NCAA tournament wins since 2015 at 22. It's the best offense in the sport. It's undeniable. Um, as for uh, as for Grand Canyon, what did I have on Grand Canyon? Here's what I got. This is Give me Bryce, a Grand Canyon nugget. I don't care. Ooh, That's, that, was my, that was my... No, he does. Bryce, I, I can confirm Bryce very much, very much cares. Oh, by the way, Drew Toomey. Has the most tournament points of any player in the tournament. 204 Hawk as a second. Caleb well, that's Love. He's, he's played in nine tournaments. tournaments. Yep. That's because he's played uh, in nine tournaments. Grand Canyon makes nine threes per game and shoots better than 30 per 8% from three. That's going to give them a give them a shot there. Uh, Rayshon Harrison, so your name to know. He just had 31 in the WAC title game versus Southern Utah. I like Gonzaga big in that one, but there's a chance if, if Grand Canyon gets hot, we could have ourselves a game, and Gonzaga has made a semi-habit of getting itself into some interesting first round matchups with opponents. Boise state Northwestern is your next one. This is in the bottom right in the bracket of your mind. Sacramento, by the way, before we get out of here, since we got a little time, I'm going to rank, I'm going to rank the first round sites. You, you bet your ass. I'm going to do that. Um, Sacramento is, is going to have Boise versus Northwestern Boise. Oh, and eight all time in the NCAA tournament does not have a win. Most appearances without a win in an official capacity. Since Iona technically has that one of any team in this tournament, Northwestern, how about this? A great defensive team, but their opponents are assisting on 61% of their possessions. So people move the ball against Northwestern. They score, uh, but they don't score a ton. They score it well. Chase Adige of Northwestern is a top five defender in the sport. I think he's going to be a huge factor in this game. And then the last one, also in Sacramento, this will be on Thursday, UNC Asheville versus UCLA. UCLA has the greatest coach in program history, currently guiding the guiding guiding the Bruins right now in McCronin. Um it's their 52nd appearance all time, second only to Kentucky. Bruins are number one in points per possession defense. Hawkes is the first player to win Pac-12 Player of the Year since Kevin Love in 2007-2008. I thought that was pretty surprising. Asheville, 18-1 since, uh, since we flipped the calendar to 2023. It's won nine straight, and it's got the second highest scoring duo in the tournament. Memphis has the first. I mentioned that earlier. Drew Pember. Is getting amped up for the uh, for the fish summer tour, no doubt about it. He's averaging twenty one a game, and then Tajon Jones averages fifteen. So those are your West Region Nuggets. Take us through your bracket, GP. You got nothing but spare time. I've got Kansas getting past Howard, no issue there. Uh, Arkansas over Illinois. VCU, as previously mentioned, will upset St. Mary. Possible computer tricker situation we got going on. I'm just asking questions. Is all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. Is it a hey? Is it illegal to wonder? It's not. Well, then I'm just going to sit here and wonder about it a little bit. I got UConn getting past Iona. Like, listen, I would never count out Rick Patino. I think he's fabulous. This feels to me like everybody. Ooh, Iona, Rick Patino, plus all those points, and then UConn just blast them by 25. I'm not on 25, but I'm I'm on him with. By double digits, yeah. Something like that, but, you know, we'll see. TCU, I've got advancing uh, past the winner of this Arizona State-Nevada game. Gonzaga past Grand Canyon. I've got Boise State over Northwestern. This is the season where the Mountain West flips flips the script. 
It should. Do you think it's, it's a good pick, pick, by the way? I, I, I'm, um, I'll tell you in a sec who I'm taking, but it's not Boise State. Uh, it feels like everyone's taking Northwestern, just like everyone's taking Michigan State. So I think that's a good value play. Boise State advancing, UCLA past Asheville. Then I've got Kansas getting past Arkansas. I've got UConn past VCU. Gonzaga getting past TCU, but boy, that's going to be tough. TCU is, I don't want to say TCU is underseated because if you look at the entire body of work, probably about where it ought to be, but that's a much better team with Mike Miles than without him. And a lot of their dinged up resume stuff is stuff that happened when Mike Miles did not play. He's healthy now. TCU, um, that, that's, that, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a, a, a real challenge for, for Gonzaga in the in the round of 32 but i do have the zags getting out of that and then i've got ucla past boise state then i've got uconn beating kansas and i believe this uh-huh. is true if uh, we get to that one versus four matchup in the sweet 16 based on the current computer numbers uconn as a four seed would be uh-huh. favored over the Dude, one seed how about this kansas would be uh, the one seed kansas in this region would be a right now would be a dog to uconn UCLA and Gonzaga. It would be the fourth in line for for head to head matchups right there. You almost and, never see that. You I, I think you never see that. That feels like a first. Yeah. And and so that's why I think Kansas has the toughest path to a final four of, of all of the number one seeds. I think Purdue has arguably the toughest second round game, depending on whether it's Memphis or Florida Atlantic, but Kansas I mean, having to get through all of these teams on your way to the Houston, not impossible, uh, but but I would I got them losing to UConn. Um, I've got Gonzaga getting past UCLA. I just think the Jalen Clark injury is is going to end UCLA season earlier than I think it would have ended otherwise. And then I've got a, a regional final, UConn against Gonzaga, and I did take UConn into the Final Four. Hmm. But I will tell you, it would be. Such the perfect Gonzaga season for this to be the year they go to the Final Four, this to be the year that they actually win a national championship, when this is also the year that a lot of people counted them out for those types of things very early in this season. Again, I don't have it, but Gonzaga, um, I, I believe it's since February 1st, according to Torvik, has been playing like the best team in the country. The Zags are really good. I'm just, you got to pick somebody. I'll take UConn, but but Gonzaga is, is good enough to get there. Absolutely good enough to get there, and we'll see if they do it in mine as well. Kansas, I got moving on against Howard. I'm going to take Arkansas against Illinois. That feels like a coin flip to me, but I'll go. I'll go Arkansas. Um, I'm going to stick with St. Mary. I will, I'm not going to change it. Man, I am so tempted. VCU, my apologies. I have been... I have been requested to sit in with the Peppas, by the way, uh, in Albany on Friday for a tune that may well be happening. Uh, so with that in mind, if I'm going to play with the Peppas, I'm going to pick against them. Let's, let's keep some, uh, let's keep some balance out there. I will go Yukon over Iona. I'm going to say TCU gets past. Let's just pick it for fun here. Arizona or Nevada. Who's winning tonight. I'm going to go Arizona state. I will also take Arizona state. Congrats to Nevada. By the way, yep. the podcast has, has cursed a number of people and teams this entire season. So, like, we got Baylor out before the second weekend. Congrats, Bears fans. You know you're, you know what's going down. I will say TCU gets past ASU. 
but I like ASU's chances more than I think I like Pitt against Iowa State if that in fact happens and we get another first four teams scooting on to a Saturday or Sunday. But I'll go TCU. There's no Eddie Lampkin. Consider that as well. He was a big factor earlier this season, but particularly in the tournament last year. No Eddie Lampkin, not with the team. And so I think that will uh, I think that will wind up mattering significantly. I've got Gonzaga pushing away from Grand Canyon. I'm going to take Northwestern over Boise State, particularly because of the defensive edge there. Um, we'll see. And then I've got UCLA getting, I got UCLA getting a push from Asheville, but winning. Uh, not Not necessarily, you know, Two possession game with three minutes to go, but I actually think that one's got decent potential. Mike Morell's one of the ten coaches in this tournament that is in it for the first time as a head coach. I'll have Kansas past Arkansas, but I got that being a really really close game. I mean, come on now, Kansas could face again a, a team with two lottery picks in the second round. Arkansas was considered a preseason top ten team. Now it's an eight seed. Just keep an eye. That game's in Des Moines, in Albany. I've got UConn getting past St. Mary's. Although I said this on the West Region preview. St. Mary's is about as good of a value pick for a five seed to reach a sweet 16 as you can have in your March Madness pool because everyone's going to take UConn, man. Everyone's going to take UConn to get there. And UConn might well get there, but it's not it's not outlandish that St. Mary's could break on through to the other side and make it to the second weekend. So keep an eye on for that. I've got Gonzaga getting past TCU. Uh, you think that might be close. I think Gonzaga, similar to Houston, gets to the second weekend and doesn't deal with a single-digit margin in its first two games. And then I will take UCLA over Northwestern and uh, and moving on there. No Jalen Clark. We'll look for a Dambona and what he's uh, what he's able to provide or not with that shoulder. He is day to day. So we'll see on that. There's actually uh, there's a couple of injuries kind of dotting teams across across this bracket. We'll see if those things wind up mattering or not. Then we head to Vegas, the West Regional Semifinals. I've got UConn over Kansas. So we agree there. I've actually seen a good spread of, of, of Kansas to the Elite Eight or UConn to the Elite Eight. So it doesn't feel like UConn's like super, super trendy, but I, I, will, go, I will go Huskies there. The, the fascinating thing about UConn to me is that it's a four in its own region and it's fourth at Ken Palm and it has been riding high in the metrics because of how good it was in the first 14 games of the season. We'll see if that bears out over the next uh, two, three games, but I will go Huskies on the top half of the West. And then the bottom half, give me Gonzaga to beat UCLA. That's in the West. We saw that back in 06. GP was in the building, but he was filing on his Memphis Tigers when that happened. And That's true I will, story. Yep. I will, I will take Gonzaga to beat UCLA, but I think as I look across at our possible regional semis, I mean, anytime you get to the Sweet 16, so many of them are, are anticipated. I just don't know if Gonzaga-UCLA will be usurped by any other matchup out there. That's, that feels about, it feels about as good as it gets, to be honest. The only thing that I think that would compete with it is if you had Purdue and Duke in the regional semis. I think that's the one that would... Um, that would top it, but I'll go Gonzaga over Ukla, and then I will take Gonzaga over UConn. GP's got UConn Huskies. He's got them in the four. I will take Gonzaga from the three line. I think that coaching staff is extremely happy that it was not a two. Didn't get shipped somewhere else. Put us on the three, put us out West. Gonzaga fans know how to get there. So my final four is Creighton from the six line in the South. Purdue from the one in the east, Houston from the one in the Midwest, Gonzaga from the three in the west. Recap yours, GP. If they move the West Regional to the Orleans Arena, it's over with. It's a it's wrap. It's done. It's a wrap, buddy. You don't even need to play the games if they do. <laughs> they should move the West Regional to Orleans Arena and just let the Zags run it. Someone, by the way, or a couple of people gave us updates on like the status of of strip clubs and like 
adult shops around that spot. I, I don't need it. I think Parrish does, but but thank you for, for giving me no, a heads up. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to be in Las Vegas. I know, but you were wondering, and then we actually had reports from the ground. This, these are our listeners. So, Yeah, somebody did say there was a toy shop near the Orleans Arena. Uh, yeah, toy shop. Go with that. I think, it's a to- I think they call it a toy shop. What's that final for? I've got Alabama out of the South, Purdue out of the East, Houston out of the Midwest, and UConn out of the West. And we went through this, I think, on Sunday night. We might have. I think we might we did. have. Did we? I can't remember. Who could who could say for sure? Let's you pick know? it again. Let's pick it again. Maybe, hey, maybe it'll be different this time. Maybe I'll it just, might be. It could we're be. Allowed. Hey, we're allowed. I'm allowed. There ain't no rules. Nobody's putting rules on me. Take I've got Alabama beating yeah. Purdue to advance to the national championship game. I've got Houston beating UConn to advance to the national championship game. And then I've got Houston beating Alabama on the first Monday night in April. Kelvin Sampson is your national champion. I've said this a few different times this week. Um, it's a nice little quick 45-second thing you can say on TV. I imagine I'll say it a few more times before we're done. It, typically, not always, but typically you need a handful of things to win a national championship is what history tells us. You need, in some order, a great coach. You need great mm-hmm. guards. You need non-freshmen who matter to you, and you need NBA talent. And Houston's got every bit of that. Kelvin Sampson, undeniably great coach, should be in the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. I suspect will be someday. Four of Houston's top five scores are not freshmen, so they got non-freshmen that matter to them. They got great guards, Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser, and then they got NBA talent in Jarris Walker and Marcus Sasser. Everything you need to win a national championship, Houston possesses it. I think Houston will be your 2023 NCAA tournament winners. Shouts to Rob Doster, who's been lurking in the chat for an hour and finally exposed himself with your UConn to the Final Four pick. He couldn't resist any longer. Appreciate the guest spot in New York. Doster on field 68. Appreciate it. You let me come on. I got to give you a shout as well. Uh, You're doing a great job over there, buddy. Here's my Final Four outcomes. I'm going to take Purdue over over Creighton. I can't put Creighton into into the title game, but um, I'm going to go with Zach Eady, who continues just... To be a monster, man. I'm, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that continue. I don't know if he gets shut down in one game in this in this tournament, or at least in the first four. And then I will say on the uh, on the right side, I will go Houston over Gonzaga because of everything that GP just mentioned. They've got the talent, they've got the toughness, they've got the size. And I'm also I gotta I gotta be clear on this. I am doing this with the with the expectation that Marcus Sasser is going to be okay. He's their best player. They've got a lot of really good players. They've got a lot of ways to win games. Tell folks, they, tell, tell folks what his injury is. This feels like your area of expertise. I can't say the word. Try. I don't know how to say Just it. Try and say it. Marcus Sasser is dealing with a... I can't say Just it. Just say it. People make fun of me when I say it. I want to hear it now. I can't say the people word. what they want. People want to hear it. Marcus Sasser was sidelined in the ACC AAC tournament. Let me start over. Marcus Sasser, three, two, one. Marcus Sasser was sidelined in the AAC tournament title game with a growing injury. I can't say what it. in the world. I can't say that word. What? It's a hard word to say. How do you say it? Say that one more time. What? Grown? Gro- gro- I can't say it. Gro- I can't say that word. 
I'm being very uh, vulnerable right now. I'm telling you, I have a weakness, wow. and my weakness this is the ability to say that word. Level, I've been, ta- I, I've been, I've been hit sideways two times in a 24-hour span because I'm going up to Albany mm-hmm. on Friday, and my wife, I guess it was Monday night, just out of nowhere, we're talking. She goes, "Okay, and what time are you getting up to Albany?" I said, "Excuse me, <laughs> where am I going? Albany, Albany, Albany." So she goes, I don't, it doesn't feel good. To, uh, she's like, Albany doesn't sound right. And I was like, what? Albany. So the, between that and groan, I can't say that word. I'm vulnerable. I have groin. a weakness. How, groin. At some, groin. Point, at some point in life, you have to, you have to be able to acknowledge your weaknesses. I have a weakness and it is the ability to say that word. Wow. This is <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> How is that it possible I learned how to say Jonathan Chamwachachawa before I learned how to say I can't say that word. That, that doesn't uh, this is get this on social immediately, Nada. I can't immediately. Say it. It's a hard word to say. Wow. Okay. Say it one more. You say it for me. Groin. Growing. It's not hard. Growing. Growing? What? A growing injury? It's like watching a baby giraffe try and walk. What are we doing? How do you say that word? Wow. I it's is a tough spot. This is a tough spot for me. I got to be on TV. Re- I'll tell you what, you got to talk about this team for maybe the next 3 weeks. I, 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 how am I how, Okay, let's 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 help me. How do I discuss Marcus Sasser's injury without actually saying what it is? <laughs> Cuz that's what I'm going to have to learn to do. Okay, I'm going to say something. How about something like this? Marcus uh, Sasser is dealing with a Okay, I'll pretend I'm in studio. People think this is a bit. I, first of all, I did not know this, and this is not a bit. Just say going. Can you say going? Going. Say I'm coin. going to the movies. I'm going to the airport. Say coin. I'm, I, I need three coins. Say, say groin. God, it's a tough word. Wow. Oh, Mark, my gosh. Okay, let's practice. You be Brent Stover. Let's practice for a second. My buddy Brent. All right, and uh, and and coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about the top seed of the Houston. No, Cougars. when I say be Brent Stover, I meant first you got to take a selfie. Take a selfie oh, that's first. True. That's true. Oh, take a God. selfie first. Well, just off, just off screen. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. Yep. All, right. All right. Now, 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 get into it. And coming up next, we're going to talk about Houston's game against Northern Kentucky. The top seed of Cougars are going to play in Birmingham against the Norse, and they're dealing with an injury. GP. What's the latest on the status of, of Marcus Sasser? Stove, as you know, Marcus Sasser did miss the AAC tournament title game against Memphis. That's a game that the Tigers went on to win. And his status against Northern Kentucky at this point is undetermined. He did go through workouts after suffering a soft tissue injury in the AAC tournament semifinals, but did not play I suspect he's capable of going if they need him, but they might not need him in this round of 64 game. Soft tissue injury. To to the the greater abdominal area. He has a soft tissue injury. The GAA. Greater abdominal area. To the the greater abdominal area. I think that's what you got to roll with. This is unbelievable. It's a hard one And think about it. The world would have never known if you didn't have your flight delayed. I wish he. I wish he just had like a a metatarsal injury. Yeah, that's not a problem for you. I can say metatarsal in my sleep, yeah, and you can bang out cardiovascular like it's nothing, right? Man, you kidding me? I could say, say cardio. Groin. Marcus Sasser has a groin injury. Oh my 
I can't it's, do first it. First of all, it sounds it sounds like he actually is is <laughs> it sounds like he has an issue with growing. It sounds like Marcus Asher's got a growing injury. That's like what it sounds like. He's like just short, saying. like he's a he five just, foot yeah. two. He's a short king. By the way, on that note, before I forget, West is short king central. You got Muss, you got Muss, Randy Bennett, Hurley, um, both Hurleys, really, I guess. You got Mark Few, Leon Rice, Mick Cronin, Short King Central in the West. Your people. That's where I belong. Big time stuff. I never needed a player to heal more quickly than I need Marcus Sasser to get better. Someone's asking, can you just say his nuts hurt? You want to just do that? I don't. Feel I feel like, like you'd be way more comfortable with that. I feel like that. I feel like that'd be the type of thing that gets me called into okay. a meeting. <laughs> Uh, growing might as well. I don't know if you're in the clear with that. Um, man, how many tracks off are we right now? Okay, so I I have I think I told you that I have Purdue in the final, and then I have Houston over Gonzaga. I like you. Apologies to the Cougars. We both got Houston win it all. Houston's been the best team in the sport for three months running by every mainstream predictive metric, every single one of them. So I'm going to take the Cougars to win. GP's going to take the Cougars win. Before we get out of here, mm. I told you I was going to rank the sites because I like this stuff. Here's how I rank them. I'm not going through all the games. I'm just going to just a general, broad, uh, heads up outline. I'd go this. I'd go. Where were they? Well, I texted them to Stanford, Steve. Let me bring it up. Let me bring up the text real quick here. All right. Here we go. To me, I got Albany. Albany is the best one. I think the 412s, 5, uh, 413s, 512s are the best. I'd go Des Moines 2. I'd go Orlando 3. Denver 4. Columbus five. I think Greensboro and Sacramento are in a tie for six. I guess narrowly, narrowly give it to Greensboro. And then I think Birmingham is the clear seven. Birmingham's got the one seats, but I'm looking at first round matchups and then potential what you get in the second round. Albany, Des Moines, Orlando, Denver, Columbus, Greensboro, Sacramento, Birmingham. And then lastly, before we get out of here, if you're listening and, and are saying, okay, we got all these picks. That's great. But when are these games getting played? I got you. Here's the order of your Thursday afternoon TV slate. Oh, God. First still game, got, I've still got a plane to catch. You know that, right? Jim Nance. Just work on your groin over there. Jim Nance and crew get the 1215 CBS tip. CBS always I feel like has the working first on my groin over here would also get me called into a meeting. Maryland, West Virginia will get the tournament going on Thursday. And then 1240 True TV, Furman. I mean, this, this window Thursday is incredible. Furman, Virginia, 1240 on True TV. Then at 140, you get Utah State, Missouri. So the first three games have a compelling nature to them. And then Howard, Kansas is the last in the first window. That's going to be in Des Moines. Then we go back, and then it'll be Birmingham getting Bama versus the winner of SEMO. Uh, or excuse me, Bama playing Corpus Christi, which which beat SEMO. Charleston, San Diego State, around 310 on True TV. Man, that's a really good game. Uh, Princeton, Arizona is your 410. And then Illinois, Arkansas is your bridge game, the final one of Thursday afternoon. That's on TBS coming out of Des Moines. Um, back half, you've got Auburn, Everybody Iowa. has an app on their phone. You know that, right? I'm helping the listeners. Auburn, Iowa, 650. Then you got Oral Roberts, Duke. Look at this this Thursday night. Are you kidding me? Auburn, Iowa, Oral Roberts, Duke. Colgate, Texas, 725. And Boise State, Northwestern. Those are your That's your first half of it. And then back half, you'll end the night with Northern Kentucky, Houston. Louisiana, Tennessee, Penn State, Texas A&M. And the last tip of the night around 10.05 on True TV is UNC Asheville versus UCLA. I will be, we are going to have live episodes to recap every night over the next four nights. I will be with you late Thursday 
to uh, to recap the day, and then uh, GP will take it on Friday. When I'm in Albany, I'm just going to be I'll be covering the games and writing. So uh, we'll do it like we did last year. So we'll have you we'll have you covered there as well. Anything else you want, GP? This hey, this was the mega preview. We stacked it all. We stacked it all in there. What do you want from me? I feel like we've said enough. I think that's probably true. It's just a tough word, you know. Yeah, Hope Marcus Sasser's soft tissue injury heals properly and quickly. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening, watching the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Okay, Over on. To one Apple. thing before we get out of here. All one right. thing. Someone right. Kevin B. in the chat says, one of us chance will start for you in Albany. It's more of us. A couple people actually found me and said, one of us. It's more of us. I know, but I think they're just proclaiming. I'm one of us. You know what? Either one's good. Yeah, one's they're good. saying they're saying I'm one. I'm one of one of us. He's one yeah. of us. Yeah, I'll but take it, either one. And there is more of us. Do you ever you ever watch that show? The last of us haven't had at the spare time. Are you kidding me? I'll get there eventually. Oh, by the way, join our bracket challenge. The description is in the podcast episode. You're picking against us. There's going to be prizes. I think it's like a thousand dollar gift card to first place or something like that. It told big prizes. CBSSports.com. Not a correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it CBSSports.com forward slash ion? Is that the bracket challenge for the podcast? That would be correct. I would also point out there will be a show. There will be show immortality for the bracket winner. Show immortality. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Thirty no. second. Thirty second video at thirty second video at the top of probably one of the off season episodes. Oh boy. It's like a cameo. Show immortality. There you go. So join a reverse cameo. Listen, we are the first podcast to ever do a bracket challenge. Okay. Come join us on this bold new endeavor that we are undertaking. Give it a try. See how you like it. CBSports.com forward slash ion. Log your brackets. I presume ours are already showing in there. If not, they absolutely will be by Thursday morning. That's it. I'm done. The last of us. It's this HBO show. It's about this guy, Joel. And this, uh, no, no spoilers. And Ellie, I spoiler alert, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but like, I'm about to. Joel and Ellie are the, the last two people on earth who believe in premarital sex. And they're out there fighting for, they're the last of us. And so that's why the show is called The Last of Us. Pretty good. Check it out when you get a chance. The comments over at Apple need to reflect it. So make sure to leave those over there. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that before you leave. And we're going to talk to you again on uh, late Thursday night. Enjoy your second night of the first four, your first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. We'll be back soon. Until then, take care.